Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right, that's Tom. I'm Mike. Sitting to my right is Eric. Heyo. So, uh, no lead is safe against the New England Patriots. It wasn't even that big a lead, though. It wasn't, but this, you know, yet again, they're down two scores and come back and uh, win a game, vaulting themselves into the Super Bowl for the 900th time. They're the reason that uh, ratings are down. Yeah, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Patriots overcame a ten point deficit in the fourth to win the game twenty four to twenty. Tom Brady threw for two hundred ninety yards and two touchdowns. Blake Bortles threw for two hundred ninety three yards Ooh. and a touchdown. Blake Bortles played the game of his life. Still, still came up short. Um, He'll be back. I don't think this was a fluke for him. I think he's finally at the level he's going to be at. Just good enough. Yeah. Um, Jaguars do have a decision to make on him going forward, picking up an option or not. That's nineteen million. He's not worth that. Um, but uh, oh, so for the uh, for the Patriots, they make the Super Bowl for the second year, the uh, what, eighth time in seventeen seasons. Brady's been under under center sixteen or seventeen seasons. Um, I don't care. He uh, actually, I believe if you take if you take out the year that he was injured for uh, sixteen and a half games. Uh, I believe it is exactly 50% of the time he makes the Super Bowl. So, <clears throat> which, I mean, yeah, we're tired of seeing it, but that is an incredibly impressive stat. I can't wait until he and Belichick retire and the Patriots go back to being the Patriots from before. The 1992 Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, they had Drew Bledsoe as an honorary captain, which is kind of cool. I was like Drew Bledsoe. I thought he got, you know, kind of a raw deal, but... Uh, not a whole lot you can do about that. Yeah, I mean, you know. And not necessarily in New England, I think, you know. A lot of the uh, issues in Buffalo got pinned on him, which wasn't fair. Um, so, uh, yeah, probably disappointing for most of America, I'd say. Yeah, I would say about 98% of America. The other 2% didn't care. Yeah. And then there were like three people, I guess, cheering for Patriots. It was a little more than that. We're not counting New England right now. Um, after after the game, uh, Bill Belichick, uncharacteristic uh, display of uh, emotion when he gave defensive coordinator Matt Patricia a big hug on the sideline. Well, because he's leaving. He's it, going away. It, it, I think it was a mixture of that, and I think Belichick looked relieved. I think this is the first time he actually believed they were going to lose. It's because he's never seen the Jaguars before. <laughs> 
Like he he looked he looked like a man who knew he got away with one. He he looked extremely relieved by this. So like that was part of it too. Um, so uh, this actually wound up being the better of the two games. Um, remember, uh, was it la- yeah last week when I said the Titans scored and we're up seven nothing and then the wheels fell off. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and copy and paste that into the Minnesota Vikings rundown. <clears throat> they played a bad game. They did. Uh, they played. They played their worst game of the season at the worst possible moment. Um, they went straight down the field. Uh, Kyle Rudolph had a twenty-five yard touchdown reception from Case Keenum, and then the wheels fell off. Um, Patrick Robinson intercepted. Uh, Case Keenum returned at fifty yards for a touchdown. Uh, they scored 21 in the second quarter, including, uh, or I'm sorry, 17 in the second quarter, including a touchdown run from LeGarrette Blunt, a touchdown catch from Elshon Jeffrey. Uh, the third quarter, they added another touchdown, uh, this time from Torrey Smith, and Elshon Jeffrey got on the board a second time in the fourth quarter with another reception from Nick Foles. Um, I think Nick Foles is starting to gel with the offense, and that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, 26 of 33, 352 yards, three touchdowns. Um, on the other side, Case Keenum, uh, 28 of 48, 271, a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, that was a big part of his game this year was not, not having the costly turnovers. and Yeah. Um, he, actually, he also lost a fumble. Uh, they were in the red zone looking like they were going to go down and tie this thing up 14-14. And he then, got strip sacked, and that was the ball game. Yeah, uh, that that was a huge, huge swing of momentum, and it, that's that's really what kind of springboarded Philadelphia into this Super Bowl. Um, I uh, I am relieved uh, as a Packers fan that the Vikings will not be the first team to play in their home stadium in a Super Bowl. You're just jealous because your team will never have a chance to be the home team. I know in the Super it's Bowl. crap, absolute crap. They can have one in New York. They can have one in Green Bay. Well, until Green Bay gets a state-of-the-art stadium. They have a state-of-the-art stadium with all the renovations and improvements they've made over the last decade. It's still 300 years old. That that doesn't change that fact. No, that, that stadium is fine to host anything like that. Uh, but uh, So we have our matchup. We have the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and New England Patriots. Uh, so for uh, the next two weeks, Philadelphia is America's team. Um, yeah. I think, honestly, I think the only people, the only people not rooting for Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, probably, obviously, Patriots fans, uh, Cowboys fans, Redskins fans probably rooting for the Patriots. I think Giants fans might actually be rooting for Philly. I think there's still, I think there's still enough bad blood with New England. Well. They might be rooting for Philly. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I can honestly say that I would never root for the Ravens or the Bengals in a Super Bowl. Even if they were playing the Cowboys? Uh, at that point, I just wouldn't watch the game. No, but, I mean, who... who At the end, you you know, even when you say you're not going to watch, you don't care, even at the end, there, you know, something in your brain goes, oh, that was cool, they lost, or, ah, damn. What, you know, who do you think... I think either way it would be an odd damn. Well, uh, <clears throat> our cousins Matt and Roger both said that they would root for the Ravens over the Cowboys. I wouldn't, no. I don't think I would. I think it would just be a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Um, I had po- I had posted on Facebook uh, before, in be- right in between the games. So there's a fifty percent chance I'm rooting for the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and that's what sparked the conversation. I just I will never be at a point where I will root for the Vikings, Bears, or Lions in a Super Bowl. I'll never be at a point where I root for the Lions in the Super Bowl because they got to make one first. We don't have a rim shot set up for that, unfortunately. No. 
Um, no, there's there's nothing that would make me that would make me root for one of those three teams. I think I would root for the Browns in the Super Bowl just because that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, I think I think most of America would root for the but Browns, but only only if they uh, did a Jacksonville type thing where they were sucky and then suddenly. Uh, yeah, what this was like? How many straight years of Jacksonville picking in the top five? A lot, and then they Several. they they break it by picking 29th, not by like slowly moving back, but fifth yeah. to 29th, or no fourth to 29th. They picked Leonard Fournette fourth this year. Yeah. Um, As it turns out, uh, the fourth overall pick is a good place to get a running back. Yeah. Right. Um, I uh, so looking ahead, uh, who you got in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> who who's picking the teams this year? <laughs> no, they went back to AFC NFC format. Did they? Yeah, it's. They sure did. Well, there are now uh, 10 Steelers selected because they added uh, Roosevelt, Nix, and Cameron Hayward. That, uh, that's a lot of Steelers. Yeah. Um, only nine of them will play, though, because one of them was Ryan Chazier. Uh, that's that's quite the consolation, getting to go to, what is it, Orlando? Yeah. I mean, there's stuff to do down there. They got a, a Disney park or something. I don't know. All of the All-Star games are useless, but this one is the most useless. That's because there's no way they can put this one in the middle of the season. Oh, it's not It's not just that, but <clears throat> at least the other ones uh, travel around the country and everybody gets to host one. This one, there's one city that gets to go and enjoy this each year, you know, every year. It's always Orlando or Honolulu for years leading up to... Oh, just recently. Yeah, and then uh, you know when they're when they're doing it there, they're playing the game at like nine in the morning. Yeah, which is stupid. Uh, as, as usual, it's something I will skip or I will watch four minutes of because I'm flipping channels and I you know pass by it as something awesome happens. One big thing for it, I guess uh, Matt Hasselbeck will be calling the game in John Gruden's place, kind of a mini audition for Monday Night Football. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Hasselbeck. On the broadcast. Well, uh, you know, for me, it was never so much the broadcast as it was the garbage teams they put on. Well, there's that, too. Uh, they, they had some better games this year. Not great, but better games. But Sunday Night Football has become the crown jewel that Monday Night Football once was. I mean, if you remember, the NFL used to hide crap games on Sunday Night Football, not Monday Night Football. Yeah, but now you've got... Uh... Well, four now. You've got Al Michaels calling it. Well, yeah, and NBC just knocking it out of the park with their uh, with their presentation, and that that is one thing that definitely changed it is NBC becoming involved, getting it from ESPN. Yeah. Um. I I hate the fact that NBC only gets one game a week. Yeah, but I mean, I think the production values are most suited to to Sunday night. And well, but I'm, the like, occasional Thursday. I would say, like, I'd like if NBC, when it comes up, if NBC could get Monday Night Football too. I think it could return to what it once was something you know something that most people sit down and watch on a Monday night. And I think that the NFL might give more marquee matchups to Monday night if NBC was producing it. Do you think ESPN's going to let them take it? I, mean, I, I know they did with hockey way back, but. I guess it kind of depends on what ESPN might be able to get instead. Like if ESPN gets the Thursday night package, they might be willing to let to let the Monday night package go. But which actually there was just uh, some news that ABC and Turner Broadcasting dropped out of the Thursday night bidding. So for this season, it's just down to NBC, CBS, and Fox. And apparently, Fox 
outbid what CBS and NBC paid last year. So what you're saying is... Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Thursday nights. No. I will take a pass, and I will do other things with my Thursday nights. Yeah. Mostly working. Yeah. I, it would be awesome if it could if it could be just NBC and not NBC in conjunction with the NFL Network. If NBC broadcast every single game... <laughs> That's going a little far, but... You know. Put a you know keep Michaels and Collins worked on on Sundays and do uh, Tarico and I don't know who else they have. They don't. That's the thing. They don't have other broadcasters because they only have the one game. Right. Tarico and uh, pulled Doug Flutie up. Uh, I was unimpressed with the one game I heard of him. He's he's ill suited uh, to be working uh, Notre Dame games because he has kind of a bias against them sometimes. It's it's weird to hear a, a home team announcer, and that's what they are. I know they work for NBC, yeah. but it's weird to hear a home team announcer uh, bash a team as much as Flutie does. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's his fault for choosing to go to the wrong school. Especially in a year where they win 10 games. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on uh, to the National Basketball Association. Good, we don't have to talk about football again for the rest of the year. Well, that's not true. We'll have to cover the Patriots' win in two weeks. Don't say that. Don't say things like that. Look, if I keep saying things like that, then when it doesn't happen, I can be happy and joyous and have a good time. So you're making yourself miserable now so that... Any joy that you feel later will be magnified. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing. I actually wouldn't be crushed at the Patriots. I don't have the issue with the Patriots that a lot of other people have. Do I root for them? No. Does it ruin my week if they win? Also, no. That is not the case for most people. They're a stupid team and nobody likes them. Well, that's not true. They're a very smart team. That's how they keep winning. No. And they're a very smart quarterback and coach. And many people like them. Um. So I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't have a lot in the NBA uh, except the Cleveland Cavaliers. Holy crap! They're they're playing some bad basketball. Uh, that is an understatement. Um, they're now uh, third in the Eastern Conference. They are six games back of first, four back of Toronto in the second spot, and only one game up on the Heat. They're playing some bad basketball. They gave up. They they tied their uh, franchise high in points allowed the other day, 148. Japanese former uh, Cavs head coach David Blatt said, leading into his team's game that night, "Gee, I hope we don't give up that many points." Oh boy! And then promptly gave up 151. That that's bad. Yeah. Uh, so going back to that. Uh, Going back to that matchup with the uh, Golden State Warriors on uh, was on Christmas Day, correct? I believe so. Uh, it was around Christmas. They are uh, just three and nine. <clears throat> they gave up 148 points, 103, 118, 133, 127, 127 again, 102, 110, 104, 109. I think they should work on their defense. Um, a lot of this is Kyrie Irving uh, was a much, much better defender than Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah's only been back for seven games, and he's trying to get back in the flow. Couple that with the fact that you know he's terrible on defense, and you're you know that's a fifth of your players on the court at any given time not able to shut down an opposing player. Um, it's 
it will get better once Isaiah Thomas kind of gets in and gets meshed and everything. Uh, I don't, th- I don't think they're gonna uh, be the top seed this year. I think Boston, uh, Boston is too much. Um, but all this losing and all these issues led to a uh, players meeting. Where, oh, those accomplished ever so much. Yeah, where Kevin Love was called out. Uh, Kevin Love was called out. He left a game halfway through uh, due to an illness and then didn't play the next day. And apparently some of his teammates had an issue with this. If you're sick, you're sick. Yeah, Kevin if Love you, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's like, oh, we're losing him out. If you've got the flu and you're not Michael Jordan, you're probably going to want to sit out a game or two. Yeah. Oh, but and it, it just seems like everybody's looking for someone else to blame when it's it, it really is the team as a whole. Um, there was another report a couple of weeks ago that I wasn't gonna you know really give that that much attention to, but now with you know the blaming of Kevin Love, now apparently apparently uh, Cavs players are upset with LeBron because he's looking for uh, assists instead of you know maybe taking an open shot himself or. Uh, you know, driving into a defender to get the foul like he, you know, used to be prone to do. Um, He's looking for people who are open to receive the ball and then take a shot? Yeah. How dare he? They may, well, in situations where they may not be in the best position to take, I mean, they'd have an open shot, but maybe it's two feet out from where they're comfortable or, and you know, then he's upset if they don't take the shot and... I, you know, like I said, I thought it was kind of a garbage story, but it's another it's another point of somebody, you know, trying to pass the blame to another player. Um, and then there are rumors about uh, could uh, Lou uh, lose his job over this. Yeah. Uh, when asked about it, LeBron was didn't really give a vote of confidence. Just kind of whatever happens, happens. I I don't think he cares who his coach is. I don't think he's ever cared who his coach is. Yeah. Um, his his response uh, when asked about it, quote, I would hope not, but I really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with our team. I have no idea what conversations have been going on. I've been trying to stay as laser sharp as I can to keep my guys ready to go out and play, end quote. It's not a ringing endorsement, and he refers to the team as his guys. Well, they are, honestly. They are, but, you know, if... Uh, that wouldn't have been part of the answer if he wanted Lou to stay till the end of the year. Again, I th- I don't think he's concerned about that. I think he honestly is more concerned about trying to get him and his teammates to win a game than he is about who's uh, coaching. Yeah. So now, do you think uh, what kind of moves do you think the Cavs need to make going forward? Or you know, coming up on the trade deadline, you think Kevin Love needs to go? You think? They need to stay where they are. Maybe ship that because they have uh, they have that Brooklyn first round pick that they got from the Celtics that they say they won't trade. But do you think it's time to maybe explore that? Look, they're uh, they're three and nine in their last twelve. I think it's probably just a stretch, a rough patch. I think they're fine. I don't think they need to go out and make a knee jerk move. I mean, it's an eighty two game season. They well, and they've gone through this. Almost every year, LeBron teams go through this almost every year. There is a stretch where things look like they're going to – the year that they that they won it all, they had the, – where the Cavs won it all, they had this down stretch, Black got fired, and they come back and win the NBA championship. Yeah. Come, come back from a 3-1 deficit to do so. So, yeah, knee-jerk reactions aren't going to solve this. Trading away the a pick that you really keep telling everyone that you want, that you don't 
want to trade. Trading that away right now for something that will make your team marginally better yeah. is would be stupid. Well, and you got to keep that pick in case, A, it's you know a top-five pick, and B, if LeBron leaves, yeah. which is possible. And at this point, I'd say probable. I Coming into the year, I thought for sure LeBron would be back in Cleveland next year. Now, I'm not so sure. I'd say it's probably 60-40 in favor of him playing somewhere else next season. If they name him player coach, then I think he sticks around. Possibly. Um, but I, I would not be surprised to see him on the West Coast or up in New York City. You could uh, go down to Houston. They're, um, oh, my God, I'm trying to, I cannot, th- uh, oh, I believe it was Parks and Rec that made a joke because they flashed forward a couple years for their yeah. final season. I'm pretty sure it was them who made a joke about LeBron going back to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see that happening. I don't think it's out of the question. I, I mean, they'd have to get the the whole gang back together. I don't. That's I don't, why he went there. I think Dwayne Wade is, is probably done after this year. That's why I think he uh, doesn't go back to Miami. You, know, you think he wouldn't go back without, without no, he, Wade? He went He went there to be part of the the big three to, to win the championship. If he goes back to the Heat, there's no guarantee he's even making... A splash in the playoffs. Yeah, um, he could go to Philly. Nice young team, a lot of lot of uh, affordable pieces for the next few years. And do what he did for the first half of his career. I don't know. I think this Philly team is better than the surrounding cast he had in his first few years in Cleveland. Again, that that bumps him up to a low playoff spot. Yeah. Um, no, I think he he elevates teams that where he's going to be in the top of his conference coming out of the regular season the Cavs they're still probably going to be the two seed they're probably going to overtake Toronto they're probably going to make the Eastern Conference Finals whether or not they beat Boston you know to be determined but because also for LeBron there's always that he has to be right you think he's going to let Kyrie Irving walk into the NBA Finals he's going to play the series of his life to to keep that from happening but in previous years he's had Kyrie Irving to help out as long as they don't lose their minds and trade Kevin Love, I think they've got a decent enough supporting cast around him. That being said, I'd still put my money on the Celtics right now. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that they're six games up on them. The Celtics have not really had any hurdles beyond the first game of the season, you know? Yeah. They've dealt a little bit with injuries, but nothing severe. Nothing that could stop them. Really strange. Uh, they're the only New England area team that I don't hate, but it's probably just because I don't watch enough basketball. I um, yeah. I mean, I've never had anything against the Celtics, but I mean, you think about it. For most of our lives, they haven't been a factor. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, changing gears, we're gonna head over to Major League Baseball. Um, the uh. The Hall of Fame inductees will be announced tomorrow night. Today's Tuesday, so I believe tomorrow night. Um, or tonight or last night or a couple of nights depending ago. Depending on when you're listening, but for us right now, it'll be tomorrow night. Um, We've got to try to make our, our show exist outside of linear time. Uh, is this a Schrodinger's Cat type of deal? The, the Baseball Hall of Fame votes happen, and they will have been to will choose in... Players. Eric, can we fix that's, that? That's all I got. <laughs> I don't. Maybe not even that. Just that part. Just can we just scrub Tom from this episode? 
Then why did you even wake me up? I'll create a special filter that just uh, eliminates Tom's voice from the broadcast. I mean, going forward, I can just slide this dial right down. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going back to bed. <laughs> oh man! All right. So the uh, you know, it's as I call it, the annual baseball writers screw up the Hall of Fame vote. Um, have you decided when the vote is happening yet? Wednesday. Okay. Um, there are 33 players on the ballot. I'm not going to, we're not going to get into all of them. Um, you've got, uh, Trevor Hoffman, probably likely to make it. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, I would say, makes it. Uh, Edgar Martinez deserves to make it, but I don't think he will. Um, then you've got, you know, the guys with some issues attached to them, uh, Roger Clemens deserves to be there. Barry Bonds deserves to be there. Mike Messina, yeah, iffy. Um, I don't know how you feel about him, but... Oh. Um, Kurt Schilling, yeah, he might be a garbage human being, but so is Ty Cobb. Kurt Schilling deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Manny Ramirez deserves to be there. Uh, Fred McGriff, I think he's been on for uh, nine years, has not made it. I think that's one of the biggest That's a crime. Yeah, that is a... Don't even... Um, Jeff Kent, kind of an iffy case. Gary Sheffield, um, to me, I think he belongs in. Uh, I think he had... I would say I understand if he doesn't make it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, 292 over his career, 509 home runs, uh, 1,676 RBI, 253 stolen bases, uh, on base of 393, slugging 514, OPS was 907. The I, I think it's the... the uh... The on-base percentage hurts him the most because it's not that much higher than his batting average. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the last name, and this is a guy that's probably never going to make it, but deserves uh, Sammy Sosa. Uh, he got 8.6% last year. He's probably going to fall off this year. Um, 344 on base, 273 batting. Those are kind of low, but the 609 home runs... 1,667 RBI, 234 stolen bases, uh, 1,475 runs. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, um, just like, you know, Mark McGuire deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, well, when you, uh, when you are a very large face in the, uh, in the black mark on, on the entire sport, that really hurts your chances. Yeah, but why has why has McGuire fallen off and Sosa uh, about to fall off when Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens got fifty three percent of the vote last year? I can't tell you. I don't know. Probably because their teams won more. That would be my guess. I don't. I don't really. I I honestly don't believe that that's it. It's the only difference between them, really, in, in as far as what they produced and how they are believed to have produced it, and the end results is that uh, those guys ended up with with championships and the others didn't. So that would be my thing. I I don't know uh, the whole thing. I mean, it's one of those things where when you've got that many of them cheating, at some point you just have to kind of go like, you know, until we figure out how to enforce the rules better, we can't really. Uh, you know, use that unless we're going to completely block anybody who's ever tested positive for anything ever, and they obviously have not done that. So I mean, it even, shouldn't be a consideration anymore. You know, I mean, and they're they're not even holding out. They're they're holding out guys that have never tested positive. They're holding out guys that it's been rumored that yeah. they took steroids. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think you gotta 
Well, Sammy's also got that bat against him. I mean, I can't I can't think of Sammy Sosa without thinking a freaking corked bat, which has not been shown to actually improve anything at all anyways. I mean, if you're going to cheat, at least cheat in a way that's been proven effective. Like with drugs. Exactly. <laughs> if you're going to cheat, cheat right. It's like, it's like writing the answers to a math test on your hand before going into an English exam. You know, like, do something that's useful if you're going to cheat. I don't know. I... Obviously, I have a soft spot for Sosa, uh, but I also have the same soft spot for McGuire. Like that was yeah, I'd put both of them in myself. One of my I mean, one of my one of my fondest memories was watching that home run race. I they brought people back to the game who hadn't watched in a long time. They saved they, baseball. They literally did. They they brought people back to the game who had not watched in a long time, who had been uh, completely apathetic about the sport, and it it drove ticket sales. It drove TV viewership. It drove merchandise. I mean, it they if anything, they deserve the recognition for that, um, even above and beyond the playing. And baseball needs to take a hard look at itself as to why it took. Uh, all these roided out players to get there you know they they need to look at that and maybe make some adjustments um but yeah they shouldn't be i don't think they should be penalized for that especially the ones who haven't ever actually tested positive for anything those guys definitely deserve to to have a shot to have a legitimate shot well look when you go from being roughly the size of a pencil to being roughly the size of the state of minnesota I really don't think you need to test positive for people to know. Right, right. The the really big one is the head size. When when people go up three hat sizes in a year, that's not normal. You cannot do that by lifting weights. However, it is a known side effect of steroids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is there is no exercise. There's no machine at the gym to make your head <laughs> actually bigger. <laughs> So that that's it for for uh, guys returning to the ballot, uh, first timers, two mortal locks. If these guys don't make it, I will set, uh, I will get all the baseball writers in a room and set that room on fire. Chipper, Chipper Jones, yeah, and Jim Tomey, yeah, locks. They have to make it. Yeah, but see, your your plan of getting all the baseball writers in one room, they all hate each other. There is no baseball writer that likes another baseball writer, yeah, and I hate them all. So, um, but th- those two. Those two are locks. Um, and, you know, beyond them, I think Hoffman and Guerrero probably get in this year. Uh, other first timers, uh, Scott Rowland. I, I don't think he's not getting in on the first on the first time around. Um, Andrew Jones not getting in first time around. Johan Santana not getting in first time around. Johnny Damon. I think he has a strong case, but I could see a world where he doesn't make it. Yeah. Um, and then guys who. They had good careers. They're just not going to live up to Hall of Fame standards. Uh, Carlos Zambrano, a man who I can't stand. I uh, really, really hate Zambrano. Uh, Jamie Moyer, Omar Vizquel, uh, Vizquel uh, Chris Carpenter, Levon Hernandez, Orlando Hudson, Kevin Millwood, Kerry Wood. I know he's not a Hall of Famer, but, man, I loved watching him pitch, especially early on in his career. Before the uh, hot tub incident? Uh, before the uh, uh, Dusty Baker of it all. Wow, um, yeah. Carlos Lee, Aubrey Huff, Hideki Mitsui, I think has a strong case, but the fact that he only sp- spent a little bit of time in the major leagues uh, is going to hurt him. Jason Isringhausen and Brad Lidge, uh, the other first-timers. Um, I think we get four. So you, th- no, 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 Griff? No, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, he only got 21% last time around. I think he's more likely to fall off this time than to get it's, in. It's terrible. It's, it's why? Why? Yeah. 
Um, Why do other sports not have this issue? Uh, some some would argue that uh, other sports are too inclusive with their Hall of Fame. That they are they are watered down to a Hall of Good, and that baseball is doing quote the right thing by holding some players out. I think they're wrong. Wrong. I mean, you you look you got to look at it already by playing in the major leagues. You're already so much better than the regular population at the sport. Yeah. Yes, at the sport. Because yeah, Kurt Schilling's not better than anybody. Um, there's, I mean, to take just even one percent of that is is criminal because you're taking it against everyone who's ever picked up a bat. You know. Yeah. It's the baseball hall of fame. It's not the major league baseball hall of fame. It's the baseball yeah. hall of fame. You know, none of none of these none of these hall of fames are run by. Uh, by the sports league themselves. No. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, the fact that it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame means that really it's just going to be NFL players. Yeah. There are a few there are a few Canadian football players that it would be, you know, there's an argument to be made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably never going to happen. Um, oh, yeah, like who how many do you think we get in the Hall of Fame this year? Um, I'd have to look at the numbers of of what some of those people got last year. Hoffman seventy four, Vlad seventy one point seven, Martinez fifty eight, Clemens fifty four, Bonds fifty three, Messina fifty one, Schilling forty five, and then everyone else is in the twenties and below. I'd say between two and four. Yeah, you think the two first timers that I said are a lock? Uh I think Jim Tomey is. You don't think Chipper Jones is? A lot of people view Jones as a bigger lock than Jim Tomey. Well, I. I mean, I view him as a Hall of Famer, but what are those, you know, hundred some baseball writers going to say? I don't know. Uh, he he's a lock. Everything I've seen has him already already making it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's jumping from you know fifty some percent to seventy five. Yeah, um, it's po- it's possible. Jo- it's possible Jones gets in with with ninety percent. That's a lot of the projections are saying ninety percent. Um, Tommy will probably get in with eighty percent. Um, but no, I, I think uh, I think those two are a lock, and I think I think Vlad gets in. I think Hoffman finally gets in. Like this is Hoffman's third year on the ballot. All right. Uh, anything <coughs> in the uh, NHL going on? I'm just plugging away at the season. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights are now in first place in the league. They are. They defeated Tampa Bay what four one? Yes. The other night, and the team that on the game that I told you all to watch. And then they went ahead and kept on winning. The uh, Lightning had a three-game losing streak that uh, allowed Vegas to gain those points and vault over them. Um, the uh, <clears throat> man, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize how good Boston was again this year. They're thirteen zero and three in their most recent stretch. Yeah, um, yeah, they're up to sixty-two points. They've uh, overtaken Washington for second place in the East. Um, the uh, my Dallas Stars are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. And that seems, you know, really, really, really impressive until you look one rung down the standings, and there's Colorado. Winners of 10 straight. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. They were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. That's because they're one of the worst teams in the league. But they're not. They're surprising people because people view them as one of the worst teams in the league and uh. don't prepare as hard. And then they get beat by a bunch of young kids. Uh, McKinnon up to 59 points on the season. 
uh, looking ahead, they are at Montreal, at St. Louis, at Vancouver, at Edmonton, at Winnipeg. Uh, there's some games in that stretch that might be worth watching. Uh, the Winnipeg game for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a six game road trip for them. They, they won in, uh, Toronto last night. Um, I hate those long, I hate those long road trips like that. Yeah. Um, most teams only get, you know, the one really long road trip per season. Yeah. Uh, they were last at home on January 20th and they won't be back until February 6th. The circus is probably in town or something. Yeah. Let's play with the Spurs in the NBA. They always have the rodeo road trip every year uh, when the uh, rodeo comes to uh, San Antonio, and that's usually when the Spurs get up our way. Yep. Um, did not didn't happen that way the, uh, this year though. I don't believe that didn't, they didn't do their uh, little swing through here for the rodeo road trip. I think they're going to be out west for that this year. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so looking ahead, uh, we got the Super Bowl in two weeks. Um, I uh I will probably be heading to Indianapolis to go watch that with our friend Patrick, who is a huge, huge Eagles fan. Yeah. Um. So uh, that uh, should be pretty fun getting to hang out with him and and doing that. Um. Beyond that, on uh, February first, I'm going to be up at the Palace for a basketball. Or no, not the Palace. Little Caesars. Up at the Little Caesars Arena. I keep, Way to go. Keep, man, I would have driven right past Detroit and. Um, I'll be up at Little Caesars Arena for uh, Hornets Pistons game. Okay. Uh, because this is the f- this is a really funny thing about this. So obviously the 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 arena was built as a hockey arena, and then the Pistons got in on it a- after the fact. That's kind of reflected in the ticket prices. Yeah. Uh, Red Wings tickets nosebleeds are still going for like seventy four dollars, despite the fact that Detroit's been pretty bad this year. Yes. Uh, while Pistons tickets nosebleeds are going for thirteen. While Detroit has been, while despite the, the fact that uh, the Pistons have been surprisingly good, I would I would say surprisingly mediocre because they were just outright bad, and so now being mediocre is a surprise. Yeah, um, they're they're twenty two and twenty three. Um, they have had a had a rough go of it in the last ten two and eight. But you know when I was looking at when I was looking at these tickets and when I bought my tickets for four, fourteen fifty, I think was what I paid. Uh, they were still up in like the four spot. See, you should have waited, and you could have gotten them for eleven today. That's true. I probably could have could have gotten them for a lot less. Um, you have any uh, any games you're going to see coming up? Uh, no, no, nothing. I uh, I would like to see a hockey game up at Little Caesars Arena. I'm not paying anywhere but, near that much. Yeah, to see at most one team that I care about. <laughs> yeah, I thought about going to see the Golden Knights up there. Well, you know, those tickets would be incredibly expensive. Yeah, see, yeah, seeing a team in their inaugural season. Uh, I did look it up. I could see them in Columbus, which I am. I could see them in Columbus on the 6th for uh, $74 in the lower bowl, or I could see them in Detroit for $89 in the nosebleeds. It's cheaper to go to Columbus, and I, I only come out like 6 bucks behind on gas. Why, you'll save those $6 in the ticket price. Yeah. Yep, that's the, and that's the good thing about you know the car that I drive, great gas mileage. So that Columbus Detroit difference isn't that large. All right, well, uh, unless you have anything else, uh, I believe we are at the end of our show. Uh, hang um, on. Um, hmm. Well, uh, not a whole lot to talk about this week, anyway. Not really. Uh, we'll have some more in-depth uh, Super Bowl. Uh, 
coverage next week. Uh, go into the you know we can go into the matchups and make predictions next week. Um, that'll be probably the bulk of our show next week. So tune in for that. Um, we that, have been, that should be the the show to watch. To watch, listen to somebody recording us. The uh, stormtrooper oh, helmet. My God, I never knew. Yeah. Huh. Oh, we could probably do a Facebook Live in next week's show, too, so you could watch. Yeah, see? So I'm not crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that, That'll be an interesting show to check out. Yes. Uh, all right, well, thank you guys for listening. We have been Ballpark Bros, and we will talk sports at you next week.